What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 105. And we're going to call this episode a Miami Mollywop. We're going to call this episode a Miami Mollywop because that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins came up to FedEx and did to us today. Um, to give you a timestamp as we do for every episode, it's about 11.45 on Sunday, uh, December the 3rd, and the Washington Commanders are about seven hours removed from getting their asses mollywhopped by the Miami Dolphins. And I know that I said that it was at FedEx Field, but it felt like we were at Hard Rock Stadiums because guess what? The days of the fans or the opposing fans coming to take over FedEx Field, those days are back. I thought those days might have been left in the past with the Dan Snyder era. But guess what? When you're not winning, when you're not winning, anything is bound to happen for a losing organization. Um, and to be honest, I'm not too upset uh, because this is what I expected going into the game or I expected to lose. Not necessarily this is what I expected. But when you, even if you're down for the tank, like I've been for the last couple of weeks, like I've been since we uh, honestly lost to the New York Giants, I've embraced the tank. I've embraced, you know, and it's the loser mentality. But And I've been on here harping on this before. But, you know, even when embracing the tank, you want your team to be competitive, right? And knowing that you, your favorite NFL franchise doesn't have an NFL outfit to put out there week in and week out, that shit is depressing. That shit is depressing. I made a short video today um, on my YouTube shorts where I said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And this is my third year as a season ticket holder. I haven't missed a game. And I go to FedEx Field over and over again expecting them to do something to show some type of fucking life. And they don't week in and week out. And it's been like that for my three years as a season ticket holder. And it's been like that for my twenty over, over 20 years as a fan. I'm so ready for this season to be done. I'm so ready to be for this season to be done because I don't really have anything to tell you guys that I haven't told you guys before. But guess what? And it's not even like a, oh, I told you so moment. But when you have bad organizations, the ugliness rears its head time and time again. It shows its ass time and time again because guess what? They're incompetent. They can't fucking help themselves. They can't help themselves. Like I told you, it was a Miami Mollywop today. We lost 45 to 15. And the score wasn't even that close. We lost 45 to 15 and the score wasn't even that close. And this is what happens when you play a team full of blue chippers, when you play a team full of pro bowlers and all pro caliber players, and you don't have any on your roster. Any. Because no matter how good you think that Terry McLaurin might be, no matter how good you think Jonathan Allen might be, no matter how good you think Deron Payne might be, guess what? They're good in our eyes. We've been Ashburn syndrome ourselves for years. And I know every fan base does it, but we got a bad case of it over here in the DMV. Like, that shit is bad. That shit is bad. And I know we usually start with the quarterback, but we're going to leave him last because I want to talk about Sam Howell on a more extensive point um, at the end of this episode. But just going on, with this organizational failure that we've been that 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 we've been witnessing over the past couple of weeks. How about that Ron Rivera and Christian Garcia defense? How about that Ron Rivera and Christian Garcia defense? 
We didn't do a Jack Del Rio fire update episode because guess what? That shit was bound to happen. Somebody had to be fired after Dallas. So it wasn't a shock to me. And it was the same day that we dropped our episode 104. And if you guys haven't checked that out, we went a little viral. We went a little viral on social media. Over what? Over 10K players on our reel? Shout out to Dallas Cowboy fans. Because guess what? They support their team. They support their team. No matter how much I might hate you guys. No matter how much I despise you guys. I never think that, that my biggest viral moment on social media would be at the hands of the Dallas Cowboy fans. But here we are. Because guess what? My team ain't showing me no type of fucking love this season. My team ain't showing me no type of fucking love this season. They got me in there sitting in the fucking rain, getting rained on, paused, getting rained on like I'm a Shanti in 2003, watching Tyreek Hill go for tud after tud. Going back, how about that Ron Rivera and Christian Garcia defense? Y'all can't tell me it was Jack Del Rio that had Quan Martin or fucking Quan Martin, who's a safety. Like, why do we keep forgetting that? This man played safety in college. Y'all got him out here disguising as a knuckleback. I know that's what he did in college as well. Well, guess what? This ain't college anymore. And then y'all going to have him cover, lined up in cover one against the NFL's best receiver in Tyreek Hill with no safety over the top. Whose bright idea was that? Y'all out there calling defenses like an eight-year-old playing Madden, bro. Straight cover one. Straight man. Who the fuck bright idea was it to go in the meeting rooms this week and say, yeah, when Tyreek Hill lines up in the slot, we're going to put Quan Martin, fucking safety-ass Quan Martin, lined up man-to-man, cover one with no help over the top. Against the best wide receiver in the game, arguably having the best wide receiver season in history. Whose bright idea was that? You can't blame that on Jack Del Rio. You can't blame that on Brent Besselmeyer. Because guess what? Them dudes had their feet kicked up somewhere. Them dudes, them dudes wasn't watching the fucking game today. Because they wasn't the problem. Now, they weren't the solution, but they weren't the problem. This shit starts at the top. With old paddle boat run. With old paddle boat run. How about that? How about that defense today? And when I saw Adam Schefter's tweet talking about Christian Garcia was going to be promoted to having heavy get heavy input in the game plan today, I just knew that this shit was a failure from the jump. I just knew that this shit was a failure from the jump. And then if you look deeper into it, I think that Kevin Sheehan said that this was a call from the owner. And I get it. You know, Christian Garcia is a young guy. You know, you're trying to get him to earn his stripes um, to see what you might potentially have on your coaching staff before we fucking clean house with everybody. I understand it, but guess what? He had his one chance. He had his one chance. And he fucking failed miserably. Now, I know he didn't go up against the ideal opponent. He went up against the number one offense in the NFL. Well, guess what? Cruel world. Shit sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if that was if that's what Christian Garcia has in, in order, you can send him back with Eric Bieniemy. Cause newsflash to y'all that think he's the answer, he's fucking out. I've been telling you that for weeks. But we are gonna get to his milk deadhead ass in a minute. 
We're going to get to his junior man head ass in a minute. Getting back to this defense, though, the explosive plays remain. And I made a tweet on my social media. If you aren't following us on X, go ahead and hit that. You know, go ahead. It's in the overlay here. If you aren't following us on Instagram, because I told y'all, we going viral. Everything we do, viral. Everything we do gains traction over here on Bleeding BNG. But I made a tweet earlier in the week when I was like, man, I, I hate Jack Del Rio as much as the, mess, as the next man. Y'all know I do. Oh, dust up Jack. But when are we going to start criticizing the execution of these players? And I was talking about it in terms of Emmanuel Forbes because our first-round rookie is having a season from hell. But that's, that, that's, that holds water or holds weight for everybody on this entire defense. This defense is damn near historically bad in terms of giving up explosive plays. This team on average gives up about five to six explosive plays in, in, in a, a game. That shit is embarrassing. That shit is embarrassing. But then when you look at the roster, you can't help but to say, what did I say at the beginning of this episode? You get a result like today where you face a team full of blue chippers and you don't have any blue chippers on your roster, let alone red chippers, let alone white chippers, let alone anybody. Like, we got some fucking jags out there. Like, real life. We don't have NFL quality talent at the NFL edge position or at the cornerback position. At the edge and the quarterback position, we don't have NFL quality talent. Damn sure not starters, and we damn and we barely got any depth pieces. KJ Henry and Andre Jones just ain't fucking cutting it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I know this is gonna happen when you traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but guess what? They wasn't cutting it with this defense either. Now, Chase Young's over there being a backup in San Francisco, so I don't know if he ever was going to do it, but he did. He was doing more than this shit that I saw today. This shit that I was, I saw today. My man, too, just did whatever the fuck he wanted in the pocket, just booling in the pocket. My man, too, out there playing the fucking ukulele in the pocket. Shit so bad. Dropping dimes on us. NFL, I mean, the defensive ends can't set an edge to save their lives. The Dolphins just run into the outside whenever the fuck they want to. But this roster is talent deficient. And this is what happens. And the sad thing about it is I know we have about $90 million in cap space. I know as of right now, we have, what, a top five pick. We have over six picks in the first 101 picks. Yeah, we know all of that in B and BNG. We the sharpest motherfuckers on the internet. As far as Washington Commander Twitter, Washington Commanders are concerned. We know all of that. But guess what? When your roster is this talent devoid, I don't see how this can possibly change overnight in one season. I don't see it. No matter how much parity goes on in the NFL. And there is a lot. Look at this roster. I just told you, we don't have any NFL quality players at the cornerback position. And that fucking sucks. Because we spent our fucking first two round, uh, our first pick, two picks on defensive backs. I told you our first round pick is having a season from hell. He ain't played in about three weeks. 
And when he did play, he was getting touched by every fucking body. Don't let them tell you that it was just Stephon Diggs. Don't let them tell you it was just A.J. Brown. It was every fucking body. Marvin Mims was cooking that, man. Then you drafted a fucking safety that you wanted to play corner, and he can't fucking do that. You talent deficient at the cornerback and the edges position, and those are arguably the most important positions in a modern NFL defense. Guys that cover wide receivers and guys that pressure quarterbacks. And when you're that talent deficient and talent devoid at those two positions and those two spots, you're going to get your ass whipped week in and week out. So why are we surprised? Like I told you at the beginning of this episode, yeah, I am a little riled up because that's just how I am. But I ain't too mad. I ain't too mad because this is what I expected. This is what I expected. I just told you how bad the edges and the cornerbacks were. Well, guess what? We've been fucking criticizing a linebacker play for the last 15 years. So that's all three stages of the defense. That's mid and below mid as fuck. And this shit's supposed to change in one offseason? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen had back-to-back weeks where both of them combined for zero tackles. But y'all want to tell me these are the good players, right? Somebody on on um X said, man, man, you always talking negative. How many, how many, who do you actually think is good? And then I asked them a question. I said, hey, man, how many players do you how how many? I didn't ask you to name them. How many good players do you think we have? Because it ain't me. It ain't many. How positive do you want me to be for a four and nine football team? Do you want me to be positive or do you want me to be delusional? Do you want me to be positive or do you want me to be delusional? Because guess what? It's a thin line that runs between both. And I will never be delusional or fanboy from some sorry motherfuckers. The same motherfuckers that be ruining my weeks week in and week out. The same dudes that ruin my birthday year in and year out. These are the dudes that you want me to be delusional for. Terry McLaurin had the same amount of catches as me. Terry McLaurin had the same amount of catches as me today. But y'all want me to still be out here clamoring that he a top 10 wide receiver. Fuck out of here, bruh. Fuck out of here. Y'all got eyes just like me. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne had the same amount of tackles as me today. Now, as a matter of fact, I think, I think, I think, I think Deron Payne had one tackle for loss. Whoop the fucking dude. Jonathan Allen out there giving the meanest pre-game speeches, smacking his hands like shit week in and week out. That's the most work he do every Sunday at this point. I told y'all I was the Platts. I told y'all I was the Platts. I knew Jonathan Allen was cooked when he was wearing that little-ass choker chain in the New York Giants interview, talking about he was sick of this shit. When you ever seen Jonathan Allen wear some fucking jewelry? When you ever see him blinged out like that, wearing bust-downs and shit? I don't want my defensive tackles wearing fucking bust downs. I'm sorry. Chain was little as shit, choking his neck. Neck fat as shit in that little ass choker. He ain't even know how to wear it right. That's when I knew that shit was going downhill for Jonathan Allen, man. To be honest. To be honest. What did I tell y'all in the offseason? I was kind of skeptical about Nick Gates when I saw that nigga was wearing rude every day. I don't want my center being the flyest motherfucker in the locker room. And now he can't even get a snap on the field. 
And that's sad because the offensive line is fucking tragic. So if you can't get a snap on this offensive line, you must really be ass. Because, yes, we were getting a little bit of push in the run game when Tyler Larson and Chris Paul came in for like the first two weeks. Well, guess what? Chris Paul fucking sucks, bro. Chris Paul sucks, bro. Tyler Larson does too. Chris Paul is young and some shit. Tyler Larson is old and some shit. This is one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Shout out to that coach-centric approach with Paddleboat Rod. But get into that, man. Get into that. Do y'all really think that Ron Rivera been out this motherfucker crunching film? Evaluating players? Scouting? This is the same dude that said he looked at the paper. This is the same dude that said he looked at the paper when he was talking about Carson Wentz. He said he looked at the fucking paper with his fucking dinosaur prehistoric ass, bruh. But this is the dude that we want to give all the fucking power to. The head of personnel. Signing off on every draft decision. Go look at our last two draft classes, bruh. They're, they're ass. They're dog shit. De'Ami Brown celebrated a special team tackle today like he won the fucking Super Bowl. This is our third round wide receiver, y'all. Bum behavior. This is the type of shit he got to get riled up for. Because it ain't kind of as a wide receiver in this league. He made a basic special team tackle. He was out that bitch doing a duggy. He out there chest bumping niggas. Chest bumping KJ Henry. Both of them ain't doing shit. Both of them ain't doing shit all game, but just trust bumping niggas. Like, and then we ain't forced. We ain't forced a fucking turnover since the pandemic. Since the before the pandemic, we ain't forced a turnover since before the pandemic. I think we got six interceptions on the year. I think we got about eight force fumbles. I don't think we even took away all of those. And two of those came from Montez Sweat, who ain't played here for five weeks. Two of those motherfuckers from Montez Sweat who ain't been here in months. But these are the players that you want me to keep fanboying for. How many good players do you think we had? Because, yeah, I might think that Cam Curl is a decent player. Then you see him get beat over the top and cover two. Then you look at the stat sheet and see he ain't had a fucking interception since before the pandemic. Cam Curl ain't had an interception since niggas was wearing masks everywhere. But you want me to hype these type of players up? Fuck out of here, bruh. I won't do it. I won't do it. Benjamin St. Juice is not an NFL corner. Told y'all last week. He's more concerned with being a TikTok and social media star. That's why he be tackling dudes 30 yards down the field because he don't know what the fuck they doing because he ain't watched film all week. So every time that motherfucker lines up in front of him, it's a surprise. So you know what you do when you surprise as a corner? You start grabbing and shit. And that's what he does every play. 
And that's what he does every play. And you really want to know why I'm rooting for the tank? And you really want to know, like, the real reason why I'm rooting for the tank is because, as I mentioned before, this talent, this, this roster is so talent devoid and talent deficient that we're getting to the point that it don't matter what position you take. Every position can be upgraded on this team. Yeah, our offensive line is some shit, but guess what? We ain't got no wide receiver number one. We ain't got no dominant wide receiver. We don't have any type of pass rushers. We don't have a quality NFL corner. So hell yeah, I want, I, I want the highest pick possible. Shit, we can trade back the motherfuckers if we want to, even though you know I'm all for tanking for Caleb Williams. But we're going to get to that. Don't bury the lead. Shut up, Jalen. Don't bury the lead. But when you're watching this Washington Commanders outfit week in and week out, and then you watch other teams across the league, you can't help the question, why the fuck are you a fan of this team? And that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Terry McLaurin had the same amount of catches as me today. And I was sitting in the stands. And then he made a little joke. I was out there doing a lot of cardio today. Bro, you've been doing cardio all season. And I love Terry McClellan. I love 17. And y'all know that was a shot at Eric Bieniemy, right? Y'all know that was a shot at Eric Bieniemy, right? I was just out there doing a lot of cardio today. <laughs> I was just out there doing it. Like, y'all know that was an Eric Bieniemy shot, right? I mean, it's the captain. It's the most professional rock dude on the team and Terry McLaurin. So he ain't going to be butt but so direct. But y'all know that was a shot at y'all boy who y'all think deserves a head coaching job, right? Who y'all was in my mentions chastising me when I said that we need Ben Johnson, right? But y'all savior, all hell captain Terry McLaurin out here taking shots at y'all boy. But I'm over here tripping at bleeding B&G, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. If you combine Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, they had two more catches and 23 more yards than me and Rio Robinson did today. And we was parlaying the stadium by the second half. And you know the sad thing about it? You, you know the sad thing about it? I just mentioned how, you know, FedEx was taken over by Miami fans and things like that. Y'all ain't even bringing the bad Miami fans, though. Y'all ain't even bringing the bad joints. Y'all ain't even bringing the baddies. Y'all ain't even bringing the baddies. You know how they say that most people go to Arizona or Florida when they retire? Y'all bought all the senior citizen Miami Dolphin fans. Y'all bought the niggas that was watching Larry Zonka and them. I couldn't even go smack in the second half because our damn sure wasn't focused on the game. Y'all bought Mama and Papa out this motherfucker. And they trolling me in the rain. And y'all want to know why I'm out here yelling at a fucking camera today. Y'all can't even bring the Miami baddies. Y'all bought Grandma and Granddad. I know why the hook is the Miami baddies wouldn't even wanted to see the fucking Washington Commanders. Who would? Who would want to pay to see that shit? 
Oh, my dumbass. My dumbass. We know the offensive line is some shit. I don't think the offensive line got one good player on there right now. And I used to think that Sam Cosby was that guy. He's not. EB's fucking boy, Andrew Wiley, is dog shit. He might be the worst starting right tackle in the league. Y'all forget that that was an Eric B. Enemy call. And we know it was an Eric B. Enemy call because he was signed the first day of free agency like he was nice. We ain't wait out. He signed on the first day of the free agency like he was priority. We know that was an Eric B. Enemy call. So all y'all that one EB is the savior, y'all running away from that one. I wonder why. I just mentioned Tyler Larson and Chris Paul, ass. Charles Leno, dog shit. We don't have one above average offensive lineman in our starting unit right now. On the roster. So how much more you want me to talk about them? Because they've been ass all year. And to end out this episode, man, it seems as if my boy Sam slinging Sammy Howe. I came on here a couple of weeks ago after the Seattle game and said, yeah, he might be the franchise. And I hate to be the flip-flopper. And it's more so circumstantial than anything that Sam has done. Well, some of it has to do with what Sam has done since. But a lot of it has to do with circumstances. I think Sam Jahal is playing for his job more than ever this season. Yeah, those stats were nice when he was leading the league in passing. Leading the league in passing yards. Top five in touchdowns. Even though a lot of us seem to fail to realize that he was leading the league in passing attempts as well. So a lot of that was a volume stat. Sam was 12 for 23 for 127 measly-ass yards and one interception a day. Sam Howell has thrown pick sixes three weeks in a row. Sam Howell is starting to show some of them bad traits that was wearing his ugly head at the beginning of the season like holding on to the ball too long. And I'm starting to think dropping him back so many times, not necessarily today, because you only dropped him back 23 times. But with him leading the league and passing to attempts, Eric Bieniemy is slowly turning Patrick uh, Sam Howell into Patrick Ramsey. Now, he's he's already shown more than anything that Patrick Ramsey has done. But I'm talking about in terms of being shell-shocked in the pocket, seeing ghosts in the pocket. I saw some of that today with Pat, Pat, Pat. Sam was back to Pat, 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 patting the shit out the ball today. Just chilling in the pocket. With no eternal clock. Go look at his go look at his first pass attempt to Jahan Dotson. That shit was in the fucking dirt. But you can't tell me he wasn't shell shocked today. Now he's gritty, giving you two touchdowns on his leg with the legs. That's why I think that there's still some things there, there with Sam that you can work with to have a quality NFL starter. Well, guess what? Well, guess what? You're not going to be picking top five, or hopefully, in my lifetime, at some fucking point, you're not going to be picking in the top five too many times. So with that chance that we might have in the 2024 NFL draft, 
you might need to be looking at more than just a quality average NFL starter. Like I just said, that Sam might be. I think he has the arm talent. I think he has all the capabilities. But as I told you before, the reason that I claim Sam the franchise or I'm starting to claim Sam the, uh, the franchise is because he was showing me that he was starting to mask a lot of the organizational fuck-ups that we had. He was masking the bad downfield passing scheme from Eric B. Enemy. He was masking the bad offensive line pay. He was masking the horrible clock management from Ron Rivera. Those are the things that the franchise quarterbacks do. Joe Burrow won a playoff game being sacked nine times. Franchise quarterbacks mass roster deficiencies. And I know that this offensive line is so bad that it's going to be hard to mask it, but I haven't seen the same things that I saw from Sam in the three weeks between, what, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, who else was it that he had a great game to? Oh, the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. I haven't seen him match these type of deficiencies over the last couple of weeks. I've seen him join the party, add to the snowball effect. And when you had a potential, again, a guy like Caleb Williams, you can't keep adding on to the snowball effect. So you know we got a bye week. And after the bye week, these next four games, Sam might be playing for his football life. Because guess what? Yes, I do want Olu Fashanu. He's a goddamn man. I want Caleb Williams as well. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. as well because we don't have a wide receiver one on this team. Terry McLaurin out that bitch body catching everything. Shit, he ain't catch nothing today. He, ain't, he couldn't even catch with his damn chest today. Creating no separation. And yeah, it might be the turf toe, but guess what? I'm done making excuses for motherfuckers that's out there playing. Y'all go back and look at them All-22s too because y'all delusional as hell talking about Terry B. Open. No, the hell he don't. We watch the All-22 every week. Go look at the Seattle Seahawks versus Washington Commanders All-22 and let me know if Terry McLaurin was open that game. Let me know how often he be open. Now, a lot of that has to do with Terry not getting any fucking separation but some of that has to do with Eric Bannery's downfield passes came out and everybody running to fucking each other. The shit is fucking elementary as fuck. <coughs> and this shit is all bad. Shit is all bad. I just watched Debo Samuel had three touchdowns against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles today. I watched DK Metcalf had three touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday. Stop telling me that Terry McLaurin is one of them guys. Because he's not. He's not a blue chipper. He was on the come up. Yes, he was. But y'all got to remember, Terry was drafted at age 24. He's going to be going into his age 29 season next year. So has he already peaked? Wide receivers tend to be over the hill around age 31, 32, and he's not too far from it. (laughs) 
Has he already peaked? Terry McLaurin's my age. That means we went into college the same time. I was in like my third year of my profession when Terry McLaurin got fucking drafted. Second year of my profession when Terry McLaurin got drafted. Buddy old as hell. Washed at 28 is crazy. Washed at 28 is crazy. But that's where we are with the Washington Commanders. But that'll do it for this episode of the Bleeded BNG Podcast. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. If you're checking us out on audio-only platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating, please leave a review, preferably five stars. Um, that's how we finesse those algorithms so that when you're searching anything Washington Commanders, Bleeding BNG is the number one content hub. Um, for all of your findings. Um, as always, if you're not checking us out on social medias, follow us on X at Bleeding BNG, B L E D I N B N G. Follow us on Instagram at Bleeding BNG, B L E E D I N G B N G. We going viral over there. We going viral crazy. And for all my members, if you signed up to be a part of the Bleeding BNG Mafia, please stay tuned for our YouTube. Um, check out our YouTube channel because we got a lot of updates coming. We got a lot of notifications coming over the bye week. And we're going to be dropping a lot of content for the bye week as well. Um, because Lord knows, I need a break from these. Sorry. See, I'm about to keep cussing. I'm gonna, I told myself I wasn't going to cuss as much today. Lord knows, I need a break from these sorry dudes to this week. Lord knows, I need a break from these sorry dudes this week. Uh, but the content going to keep coming. Uh, we might have a Sam Howe film study review. Um, we're going to do a reaction video. I know you guys have missed those. Um, but YouTube ain't paying me for the reaction videos. But I know you guys missed that. I know that's some of your favorite content. So be sure to give that to the people. Because I got to look out for the people. Because I know the Washington Commanders ain't looking out for us. But thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Be sure to check out the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Sign up for the membership. Um, a lot of content coming in. So be sure to check us out.